daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast that thinks Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. Oh, I know this one. We've watched this, haven't we? No. Have we not? Oh, is this in Little Nicky? Yes. Yes. I've not seen that film, but I, I've, I started watching it and I think I heard a mention of it then. Yeah, it's quite early on in the film, I think. <laughs> yeah, I started watching it with my grandma a few Oh, yeah. It's not a grandma ago. film, is it? And it starts with like John Lovitz getting fucked by a massive bird. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, nah, I'm not watching this shit. Yeah, so it's very like... surreal. It's a weird film. Do you know what else looks like a weird film? What? The Cobbler, the film ah. we're here to watch this week. So my name's Luke. I'm here with my co-host, who's also called Luke. Hello. So you're listening to The Sandler Bit, the podcast that is two guys slowly making their way through every Adam Sandler film or appearance in a TV show, segments, voiceover in YouTube videos. Anything Sandler does, we're watching it and we're ranking it. Sometimes we're just like... not even what he does, what someone who he's worked with does and then he's in it for two seconds. I was already a big fan. You weren't a fan and now you not love the man. Now I'm a member of the Church of Sandler. You've got your own customised Sandler face pillow that you hug to sleep every night. Where is it? Here it is. (laughs) So yeah, every week we watch one of these pieces of of media starring Adam Sandler. We decide whether it should be celebrated in the Sandler Castle or if it should be thrown into the Sandler Pit where it will get forgotten. Yeah, I think we're kind of still at a bit of an even split, aren't we, between Castle and Pit? We've watched a few that are almost award-worthy films and then we've also watched a few that are the animal (laughs) yeah we've seen a few that are really bad so i think jack and jill and click and bedtime stories all got very bad reviews from us i think we've actually enjoyed more films than yeah i think so but i feel like this week that is definitely going to change because as you said we're watching the cobbler which has been a critically hated film if any of our listeners listen to the richard herring podcast he's constantly talking about this like whenever he interviews anyone he'll always mention the cobbler and how bad it is and how like fucked the story is yeah i've never seen it Uh, have you no i just recently saw the trailer of it and found out the plot which looks like it's about a guy who fixes shoes and then tries them on and turns into the person whose shoes they are i mean in the trailer alone he used that to like sleep with someone that's the thing i've heard about it It sounds a bit rapey Yeah, that's the best way of putting it. It's fucking horrible. I think Um, this is like a weird kind of forgotten film as well. I know you said Richard Richard Heron mentions it a lot, but um, I never really hear about this one when it comes to like the worst films ever made and stuff, even though I don't feel like too many people actually watch Jack and Jill, but it's well known for how bad it is. Whereas this one, I think, came at a certain time and I don't know who else is in it or whatever. Do you, do you know much about the rest of the cast? I don't know anything. Like, I opened the Wikipedia. I don't want to read too much into it. I don't know any. I honestly don't know anything about this. Don't know who will show up. Uh, I do know that it made no money. I think, mm. it, so it says here it had a 10 million budget and it made one 
million. Ooh, that's that's good, fucking awful. I thought this went straight to um, DVD. That's the sort of film it looked like from what I saw of it. Because it's pre-Netflix still. It's a oh, weird it time for him, isn't it? It was released, a limited release. So it was only in theatres for a little bit and then video and demand. And yeah, it's the biggest box office flop of Adam Sandler's <laughs> career. Do you think it'll be another one of those films that we've spoken about where he thinks that he's doing something quite deep? Yeah, Definitely. It's also filled with like horrible, horrible homophobic horrible. jokes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's one of those again where they use a otherworldly concept like click and they just fuck it up because they, the concept is it, they don't explore it in an interesting way and it's just yeah. shit comedy. Just surface level stupid stuff. But I'm, I'm going to keep an open mind. Everyone said that The Longest Yard was terrible and I thought that was all right. So. Yeah, we didn't mind it, did we? So from looking at the Wikipedia page, the first line's amazing. It says, The Cobbler is a 2014 American magic realism comedy drama film. Oh no, does it say comedy drama? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Do you think we got another partial Sadler? I think we've we had a few a of those lately, haven't we? I just yeah. want to watch The Waterboy. I just want to watch something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know how it's... It flopped like that. It's it's actually got a few big names in it. From the trailer alone, I saw Steve Buscemi's in it. So we can't yeah. put him on our Sandler scale because I think he's quite a big part. But also Dan Stevens is in it, who played oh, the, the Beast uh, in Beauty Beast. and the Beast. Horrible Eurovision film that you he, Oh, yeah, he's really funny in that good Eurovision film on Netflix. He's not funny in it. It's he not is, funny. he is. He's, he's a, good in he's that. He's a good singer, but all the comedy, the songs aren't funny. It's not yeah, funny. Are. No, yeah, your ding dong's not funny. Yeah, no, right. it's not. I ate that film because all the songs are well written, but like they're not funny. But no, I think that, that film was fine, but we're not here to talk about that. It's also got Dustin Hoffman in it, who I haven't seen in a film in years. He's with Adam Sandler in the Mayorowitz story, which came after out after this. And he's, oh, okay. He's good in that. I mean, that's already some of our tropes. That's like... Yeah. Um, stop, look, stop looking because then we'll yeah, have to... Yeah, I've closed the page thing. Whenever we watch these films, we have a list of... Adam Sandler's usual tropes and conventions that we've called the Sandler scale. <laughs> We're using this to measure how how Sandler a film is. Have we kept track of who's winning them or anything? No, I don't not think at all. so. <laughs> I think it's just like we're gonna just, just a bit talk at, at the end, I'm sure we'll talk about which ones were standouts with how over the top the tropes were. So this is stuff like fart joke, bald joke, misogyny, um, hit in face, hit in nuts. Coca-Cola logo. Product placement. Yeah, there's loads. So we've got this ongoing list. We've posted some of them already on our Instagram, which is at the Sandler Pit. Um, Liel, right in, straight away at the start of the episode. I'm feeling on it, you know. I'm feeling on it right now. How much do you think this film is going to get ticks on your bingo sheet? I think that it's going to do surprisingly badly. I don't think it's going to hit many, but I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be bad. The ones it does, I feel like it's going to do in a bad way. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be harmless fun. I feel like it's going to be quite horrible. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to have a lot of the darker ones where we've sort of had like transphobia and stuff like that. I could imagine there being oh, some no. sort of horrible <sighs> off-colour joke about bits like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to that side of things. I don't think it's going to have the lovable ones. Just that word drama. As soon as you see that in an Adam Sandler film. As soon film, as I saw drama, I was like, oh no. This... Especially one that's short... high concept like this. Yeah, I think it's only 90 minutes though, mate. So Well, that's might... good. Yeah, it's better than bloody the two and a half hours of uh, funny people. Yeah, I think you mentioned it already, but I'm definitely getting like a serious click vibe from this film. It feels like the concept of the film should be in a, a film aimed at children. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's such a silly it's... idea, but it's going to have like weird sex jokes in it. Fucking cobblers, like 
they don't exist. People don't go to cobblers really. And if you do, if that's something that you frequent, you frequently go to your local cobbler, then please write to us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Tell us about it. Why do you go there? Why not just like get a new pair of shoes? Yeah. Why cobble when you could just go on, I don't know, ASOS or something easy yeah. like that? Get shoes online, man. There's a pandemic. Yeah. Don't be handing your shoes to people. <laughs> I've never been to a cobbler, but have you? You've you've no. either. Uh, in my old town, we had like a cobbler. He was like a very like jovial a man, and everyone knew him, and he whistled funky songs, and everyone gave him a good pat on the back. And he was just a staple of our town. And he was really uplifting in the community. Fuck off! No, you no, didn't. It wasn't not. really. We had a Timpson, which is like yeah, they fix fix your shoes, and they do like I think they cut keys and stuff, but. I worked in the Argos opposite the Timpson. I remember always looking and I worked there for like a year while I was still at school. And I don't remember ever seeing a single customer go in there. I was so jealous. While I was serving all the customers, taking out the lawnmowers and stuff, I was looking at him and I thought, I wish I was a cobbler. You wish you were a Timpson man. I wish I could walk in his shoes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going massively off topic, but basically we're going to go watch this film. We'll come back, talk about it. We'll see how well we did taking off all the tropes. Who gets a bingo? We'll decide whether it goes in the castle or the pit. Get your shoes, put them on, tie them up, loop those laces. And let's get stepping down the street to watch the cobbler. <sighs> <laughs> see you in a bit. See you soon. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. What size are your shoes? What? Stepping to and we are back. It's been a few days, but Luke and Luke have both sat through, endured, and enjoyed the cobbler. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we get into it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we mentioned a bit about this film, that it's about a cobbler who gets a magic sewing machine that can give him the power to become the person whose shoes he fixes, which makes no sense. And he's a size 10.5, very precise. So there's only a few people he can change into. But he uses this, not really for any hilarity. He uses it and gets sort of no involved. He gets involved in like a housing crisis in the lo- in the Upper East Side <laughs> of New York. And like a huge crime syndicate that's going yeah. on. Basically a crime film and then a, and then a con film and then an Avengers prequel Yeah, film. superhero origin <laughs> film. I think this is the weirdest <sighs> film that we've watched out of all of them. Yeah, definitely. The tone um, is crazy. The plot is crazy. All of it is just mad. I'm just saying that up front because this podcast is probably going to be just as messy as this film. What did you think of it? I really didn't like this film. I was bored. Like, it's such an outlandish concept. How is it a boring film? <laughs> I just didn't understand. Like, I was sitting there and I was like, what am I watching? This is dreary. It's a bit depressing. Like, it's like a really sad person wearing a clown outfit. It's got such a stupid concept that could have been like a typical Adam Sandler romp and then it might have been like so bad it was good but instead it was just bad half of the story is about him being like washed up and living with his mum who's got dementia yeah everyone's like taking the piss out of him for living with his mum his mum's got fucking dementia he's a, her carer yeah he's caring for what, her. why are they all being so horrible <laughs> right right I have gone into the pit uh, last night about midnight because I finished yeah. watching this film so late like about half 12 last night and I didn't feel anything. I felt no. like I'd lost a bit of my soul as a yeah. guy. I was just staring at a wall. The last night I got in the pit 
I got a shovel. I started digging. I got the DVD copy of Bedtime Stories, and I said, maybe, maybe I was too harsh on you. Because slightly I, too, think, not... I think The Cobbler's the worst one. I think it's the worst as well, already saying that. I don't know, there was just nothing. I just didn't think there was anything to enjoy. There's nothing good in this film. It's a very, it starts off feeling like an indie drama film about a guy who has to care for his, for his mum. And it's, uh, actually, no, before that, it starts with like a weird period piece. Yeah, that's that In 1903 the with these sort of men all talking Hebrew. Yiddish. Yeah, they're all uh, speaking Yiddish. It's boring and confusing. I want to say again as well, I thought this was a Happy Madison film. Yeah, it's uh, not, is it? That's my first note. Uh-oh, no Happy Madison logo. So it's um, what, Voltage Voltage Pictures, pictures I think Gold it was, yeah. Spike. It's not a Happy Madison film. So I thought when it was comedy drama, I thought there would still be like quite a lot of um, really dumb jokes or, mm. or anything. And even bloody Bedtime Stories has that, I guess. Like, yeah. It attempts to be outlandish for a kind of young audience. I don't know who this is for. Who, who no. would enjoy this? No, because anyone that likes serious grounded drama films isn't going to want to watch a film about a guy who transforms into other people. It has a body swap concept without any of the fun that you usually find. I know body swaps are a bit of a like tired genre now. Yeah. I was just like itching to have some weird, crazy scene. And like the closest you get is a bit where he becomes like a, a small West Asian guy and he goes into Steve Buscemi's barbershop next door. Mm. And he's sort of like playing with him and you can tell it's Adam Sandler, but like there's not really any it's sort not of punchlines, payoffs. There's nothing like that. It's just such a like lazy, dreary film. What did you think of the the concept though itself? Did you think that there could be anything of that? Like someone being able to turn into someone else when they wear their shoes? I think it's just a poor attempt at making something out of that metaphor of uh, yeah. you never know someone until you walk a mile in their shoes, which someone says like, right it, at the start of the film it's just so heavy but it reminds me of um that downsizing i never saw that film it got really bad reviews but that was again like a really silly concept that existed just around one idea which is like oh live smaller downsize and then yeah. they've taken that literally and i think that was a similar issues in that film that it became a box office bomb and everyone hated it this is again it has one little walk a mile in your shoes concept that they don't know what to do with and it's mm-hmm. really bad yeah definitely it's it is a shame because it's a stupid little idea and if they did just make a silly film out of it it probably would have been okay you know if he yeah. was just doing all sorts of mad things but it restricts itself that he can only wear shoes that are a certain size so he's just like playing all these men that are like a similar age to him and all that stuff yeah and all of them i feel really bad saying it because they're all you know jobbing actors probably but they all felt like extras none of them felt like people yeah. should be leading a film for five I minute segments adding on to that i don't think there was a single good actor in this whole film no at all and i've said before i like adam sandler uh, especially when he does dramatic performances he's terrible in this yeah There's... it feels like a paycheck for him i think because he's not he he's the main character but he's not on screen for he's on screen for like quite a bit of the film considering the concept he doesn't really do anything major but why would he need a paycheck like he's the one of the wealthiest men in Hollywood. Like, why is yeah. he doing this? I thought um, the same with like Steve Buscemi being in this. Like, Steve Drake Buscemi Adam just convinced terrible. him. Yeah, but why? Like, why would he want I don't to? Because it's not funny. And also, so Steve Buscemi is um, the neighbor business. So there's the cobbler, and then next door, there's uh, the barber. Mm-hmm. And all the way through, 
he's calling him like kid yeah. and stuff like that. There's a payoff to it at the end, I guess. But also I, the whole time I was like, Steve Buscemi must be like the same age as Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's only going to be five years older. At most. I think he's Maybe. eight years. He's eight years older. I, I googled it last night because the way they're acting, they're acting as if there's like a thirty-year age. Yeah, they, yeah, he's like him. a father figure to him. So let's yeah, talk about the character. Oh yeah, Max. Is he called Max Simkins? Yeah. It's what's the key cutters in the UK called? Is it Timpsons? Timpsons. <laughs> Max T- Timpsons. So I thought at the start, when there was that opening scene about all like the men talking to each other mm. about their small businesses and stuff, I thought there was going to be like loads of jokes about how a cobbler is like a dying business because I think they mentioned it a bit in three. And then yeah, it just, that doesn't get mentioned again. And he's got like customers and it seems like he's got a decent enough business going. He's yeah. just a dreary character and there's not really much. So dreary. I don't think he is much of a character, if anything. There's the not much of a development at the end. There's there's no journey. I think what I've we've got to do in this podcast is whenever we find the new worst one, we have to make the last worst one seem a bit better. But let's say like he was as Skeeter Bronson in this <laughs> and he was like acting all... Imagine the kind of fun that an actor like Dan Stevens could have pretending to be Adam Sandler. But here, Adam Sandler is very quiet. He doesn't shout at all. He's very mm-hmm. muted and bored and depressed. So all the actors who are playing Adam Sandler, they don't have any fun. They all sound the same. They're all dreary and bored. And exactly. It's just dull. It, the, only it was... car- the only defining thing that you can tell that these other people are Adam Sandler is that they're wearing a dreary long grey coat and a scarf. I hate no, that scarf. There's no weird quirks. There's no things that he Nothing. says. I mean, the only thing that he says in this that's a bit weird is that there's a weird recurring thing where he keeps on saying, what the crap? Instead that, of like, what the fuck? Notice, he, just, he said, what the crap, the six crap. times. I noticed it down. Uh, when he's like, <laughs> so there's this customer who he serves, who is a, um, a gangster played by Method Man. And he's this really <laughs> over-the-top, horrible man. What did you keeps... think of Method Man? <laughs> oh, my acting. God. He was the closest <laughs> one to playing two different roles. He was the only one in it where <laughs> I was like... Okay, we've showing got, a bit of range. <laughs> we've got a lot to say about Method Man in a minute. We've got like, because <laughs> let's just it's... keep to the first half where it's a bit more normal, and then yeah. we can go tell them how mad but it gets. When Adam Sandler finds guns in Method Man's house, he just keeps on going, "What the crap? What, what the, the crap? crap? What the?" Crap? And he's playing with like a taser and saying, "What the crap?" Um, but yeah, there's it... no like fun antics or anything considering that he's become other people it's mad because adam sandler i guess he's well known for doing like he's yelling and screaming and being angry and being quite vocal and loud yeah and he does the exact opposite so all the actors are doing impersonations it just doesn't work at all um and dan stevens was terrible as well Uh, awful I think Dan Stevens is quite funny. I think he's, he's quite good, capable yeah. of doing good good stuff. Like you've seen him in, yeah. he's been in Disney films and he's been quite convincing in um, like Beauty and the Beast. Obviously he's done period stuff over here, like Downton Abbey. He was in Eurovision. I know you didn't like it, but I thought he's he was good pretty, in that film. pretty funny. I'll give it. him that. In um, this though, yeah. Sometimes actors are only as good as like what they're working with, like their scripts and stuff. And this is just such a dreary, dull story that has no, it's so meandering and just has no point really. It's like a morality tale where the characters don't learn anything and there's no morals questions. Because if it was a morality tale, then Adam Sandler would need a huge comeuppance because he does some horrible things in this film. Yeah. Uh, Like there's a scene when he's as Dan Stevens and he is, I guess, 
attempting to rape Dan Stevens' girlfriend mm-hmm. by pretending to be Dan Stevens. The only reason he doesn't is because he realises he'd have to take the shoes off. He doesn't realise, oh, I can't do this. This is really evil. He just does it because he realises he can't physically do it, so he leaves. Yeah. There's no like morality there. The it's first crazily thing... misjudged, that whole, yeah. that whole sequence. The... He gets the body of a black man, and the first thing he decides to do is mug a guy yeah. and then steal that guy's car so like he mugs him then steals the car and he's like laughing yeah i'm glad you noticed that as well because it, it was done quite awful. offhandedly wasn't it yeah then I there's, that down as well there's a chinese man who he gets an accent when he's talking as him and that i guess is the least harmful and then the one yeah. the worst i, I wrote is... i wrote that one down actually and i put right so this is my note sandler can turn into multiple men with his shoe size the possibilities are endless, so he decides to turn into a dead man and an Asian the, guy, and he uses the Asian guy to go to Chinatown. Yeah, if he couldn't just do he that can't as, go a, to Chinatown as a, as a American, Sandler. like you know, as a Caucasian, he could still go there because he doesn't no know different. Chinese. It's not gonna help. He's but not being gonna in his body know. doesn't mean he can suddenly read Chinese signs or whatever, does yeah. it? Probably one of the worst ones is the trans woman, which I mm. guess is played off as a huge joke, like every single time. I, if there's any jokes in the this film is that it's a huge pair of uh, like stilettos which come into a huge plot point later yeah yeah they make a lot of jokes at this uh, woman's expense and yeah it's it's grotty i didn't like this film mm. uh, at all in that i thought they'd kind of do a quantum leap style so like bits you can see as adam sandler pretending to be someone else but then it is just another actor so None of the other actors are good who he jumps mm-hmm. into their bodies. They're all painful. There's like a little kid that just... They've just all got like no screen presence, have they, basically? Yeah. So Adam Sandler, so his, his mum, she's got dementia. And she says the last thing she wants to do is see her husband again, who ran off years ago. And then Adam Sandler hates his dad. and he But he realises that if he can fix a pair of his dad's shoes, then he can wear them and become his dad for an evening. Mm-hmm. So he becomes his dad and then has a date with his mum which, which is I... made like his sweet but i think it's weird i, I think that's the... trying to like neck him or whatever <laughs> just like snogging right. him. <laughs> up... oh, oh i just gotta do right, it he, like I... fucks his mum could you <laughs> with his shoes on <laughs> and they fall off and then he realizes he can't take the shoes off and he's like i can't do it <laughs> that's the only thing stopping him that i think is probably the best scene in the film and it's still really bad yeah I, I didn't i didn't like it at all he didn't weird tones of things that shouldn't be happening it was weird, yeah. Uh, so then she dies the next morning, which is quite sad. And then <laughs> then he's he's mourning for a... I can't remember what's the word in the Jewish faith where you mourn for oh, someone for yeah, a week. I can't remember. They mention it in the film. Let me have a quick But look. basically, let's be honest, he... So he finds out what his mum's last wish is, gives it to her, essentially kills his mum. Yeah, he kills her from happiness. So he sits Shiva, which is where you... Uh, I guess don't do anything for a week. I don't really know much about it. Anyway, so Method Man comes back to the the thing, and he's yeah. so hor- so to, needlessly horrible. Just to drop in here, yeah, Method Man says he's going to pick up the shoes that night, so Max stays at his store. You know, the day he drops the shoes off. But then it's been like a week, and Max has been like turning into all these different people and using the shoes to steal a car and stupid things like that. But yeah. there's a, a neon sign. So my fiance pointed this out. So Emma oh, pointed out there's a sign on his door, new souls in 15 minutes. Every day he turns that sign on and off. And I, as soon as I noticed that, I was like, 
Oh my god, that is so bad. Fifteen minutes, he can resole the shoes, but he keeps them for like two weeks at a time. That's just the plot convenience. Because if they just dropped them off and then gave got them back, then he would. Why not just have yeah, it open, but and not have the sign or something? <laughs> yeah, it's just so. Oh stupid. my god, this is so late. Like, there's a scene early in the film when he goes, "The love interest." We'll get into her in a bit, but she comes in and she's like oh we're trying to save all the businesses in the area and he's like eh what if I don't want to be saved and then she takes him outside and was like look at all these businesses and he's like you're right <laughs> all these like, like crap looking run down shops yeah I'm like they didn't convince anyone like it's no. just so lazy like it there's no really kind of um, back and forth or anything it just goes oh I've changed my mind plot inconvenience method aside man. method man comes back he uses this line when he's being really horrible to him find my shoes or you're going to be reunited with your mum real quick yeah that I wrote that down and I wrote who died or are you just making some shit up yeah, like, he's why horrible. He, why is he so antagonistic? I put, who is this maniac? Why would he go but to a they, cobbler? <laughs> you know, yeah, why did he go to a cobbler? Why didn't he just rob some shoes off someone? <laughs> but this guy is so horrible. There is a reason why he's so horrible. And it's for us, the audience, to not care about anything that follows. He threatens Adam Sandler. And he's like, if you don't give me the shoes, I'll kill you. And Adam Sandler has the shoes. So why doesn't he just give them back? Yeah, I don't know. He, he like stumbles around with the shoes. But then he decides to, to stalk Method Man all over town yeah. in different bodies of people who do exist and are living in this town. So people would know them. Yeah, so he stalks him, finds out where he lives. He goes to his house. He sees him beating the shit out of a shopkeeper for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, ah, this guy is so bad. And then he goes to the flat. He speaks to his ex-girlfriend who is like, you've been beating me. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's so so awful, this man. He's so terrible. Yeah. So then Adam Sandler starts robbing him. And that's when he goes, oh, crap. Yeah, what the crap, what the crap, what the crap. When he finds when his he guns and tasers. Guns and tasers. Method oh, he man... tasers himself. That's what happens. He tasers himself. He tasers and knocks himself, himself out. And then he's leaving. And then Method Man comes back. And it's Method Man and Method Man looking yeah. at each other. And he's like, what the fuck? Anyway, and then they start having a fight. And then Adam Sandler tasers him. Ties him to a chair, fucking puts a sock in his mouth, and he's like, Where are all the watchers? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, this cobbler <laughs> is like the biggest but, villain of all time. He's like yeah. Le Chiffre from he's, Casino Royale all of yeah, a sudden. But he's, he's wearing the, the shoes and, and like looking like a 15 year old boy mm-hmm. who lives in this town. This dangerous villain he's torturing. Whilst pre- yeah, so I and was if expecting this guy gets scene, free, then he's gonna hunt down. He's gonna kill kid. the kid, yeah. And I was yeah. like, this. And then he jumps into the body of the trans woman as well. I guess for some jokes, but it's horrible. And kind of acts like he's gonna like sort of not like sort of seduce him or scare him into it by being so know. weird. And yeah, and that's then like the it, film's viewpoint of it. Yeah, yeah, it just becomes really dark and unnecessary. And then they follow. Um, it goes to Max becoming Method Man again when two of his colleagues, fellow gangbangers, come round and they go to a hostage situation with a guy called Raprick. It's just really dark and unnecessary. This really guy's got his dark. face smashed in. And, and... It, well, this film wants to be Freaky Friday and it wants to be The Godfather <laughs> and it wants to be, I don't know, like an indie I don't even know drama. what it wants to be. Cause I was, it also I was doesn't want to be shocked. anything. Yeah, he gets Method Man, he meets this woman, uh, whatever. But yeah, the end of this with Method Man is that he kicks Method Man in the neck wearing the stilettos of the trans woman mm-hmm. and kills him. 
Yep. And he's mentioned because he mentions already that the hills are like, oh yeah, they've got like a, a iron plate plating on the bottom. They they look yeah. cheap, but they're they're really durable. And then he fucking kicks it through a guy's he neck. Kicks it through a guy's neck. It's quite graphic it. as well, isn't it, for the type of film yeah. this is. It was horrible. And then he he goes to the police station like arrest me, arrest me. But then <laughs> they just they go to the place and it's all. It's all gone. That was fucked up. And like, it feels like you're watching like Fight Club and it's it's mm. sort of mysterious and weird, but at the same time, you just don't care because nothing in the film's been convincing so far. So if I went right now, I went to Sheffield Police Station. <laughs> they're dealing with a lot of crime anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're busy. Stop wasting their time. I wait, I wait there seven hours to finally get to the front <laughs> of the queue of all the crimes being reported. I get yeah. there and I go, I killed someone. They're over here. I killed them. And they get to the place and the body's not there. I'd get arrested, right? Or I'd get fined. You would get time. You would get arrested before and put in a holding cell while they go into yeah. the place. You wouldn't, wouldn't go with them like you're you. the third man on the case. <laughs> yeah, you'd I think that they was... would hold you there. Because there'd be yeah. some psych- psychological reason why you would go and do that. You wouldn't just get, oh, he's not here, go and you go Until... and go back to the shoe shop. You know what? Until you start saying that, I just took it on face value. But know, why was think, he with the police? One of those films you just don't think about, do you? I didn't think about it at the time. <laughs> That's so stupid. Anyway, Method Man's gone and the money's gone and everything. And it's all back at the shop. And Adam Sandler's like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's Steve Buscemi. Yeah. He's the only other actor. The only other person. <laughs> I, I turned to um, Emma at that point and I was like, "Like, did he kill that person? Or has the body just disappeared? And she was like, I don't know. I thought I'd like miss something, you know, because I was like looking at my phone because yeah. it was quite boring. And I was trying <laughs> to keep up with my sand the scale and stuff and um i was just like if i missed something or like did he just did did i miss like a bit of him waking up and it was a dream or something like that there's definite confirmation that he's dead at the end when he starts rot when he's wearing his shoes he's rotting yeah he becomes the guy and he's got like a bit of flour on his face and they're like (laughs) you look like shit man Yeah, my notes around here are just like, why has this film become like a weird caper with all these characters I don't give two shits about? Because there's like an old guy, there's like a, a lady who's like a mob boss who wants to take over a building. That is so and it's just stupid, a that terrible bit. Yeah, terrible plot, bad acting. Just that all whole... around you just don't care, do you, right? There was an old man in a building, a woman wanted him evicted, so she hired a a goon to kill him and did all this this evil crime stuff and then mm-hmm. and then they do this big plot thing where Adam Sandler does like a heist kind of thing yeah, where he like shoes, tricks them by stealing their shoes stealing their shoes and fixing their shoes and wearing their shoes and tasering them all now because he just loves crime but like and none then, of it's funny there's no consequence no funny just all of it is just cat-handed and rubbish but, you just don't because, feel anything apart from boredom because, because of that, he gets the girl, though. But so she stupid. doesn't have a character a as well, other than she likes to volunteer for stuff. And she's, she's an about, activist. She's like 20 years younger than Sandler, I think. That's generous. I thought she was about 30 years younger. She yeah. looks about 20. He's definitely 50. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. But, <laughs> but as well, because she doesn't have much of a on-screen persona, she sort of feels a bit like, I don't know, none of their hearts feel like they're in it in this film, and I can't blame any of no. them. I think you no. can only blame the people that are directing and writing this, because it that's, that's I think, the first hurdle and that's where it all falls down, I think, straight away. Yeah, I think the last scene, though, has the worst acting, which we can get into now if you want to. So, right, I'm going to say to you now that as soon as Steve Buscemi said kid for the first time, we've mentioned this before, that my fiance, for some reason, she can Very good at guessing. guess every ending of every film. Like, she guessed, like, Shutter Island when we first watched it, which really annoyed me. Oh, really? I'd already oh. seen it, so I didn't care, but she said... 
Steve Buscemi's his dad also in his shoes. I was like, what the fuck? Because that is the stupidest twist of any film ever. How have you guessed it? And I was like, it can't be true. And she was like, yeah, and Steve Buscemi's going to be dead. And that's why she was like, pickles, pickle juice, pickles preserve preserve you. And I was like, what? I don't know. Maybe she's a shapeshifter or something. Yeah. I, know, I haven't looked at her the same way since. She guessed it. She was like, oh, Steve Buscemi is going to be his dad. And he's I... killed Steve Buscemi, which wasn't true. That part didn't turn out to be true. Yeah if they'd pickled and preserved them. That's somehow cleverer than how bad... The, this ending's the worst ending of a film I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out he's estranged dad has been living next door to him, working next door to him for his whole life or whatever. Dustin Hoffman's been in Buscemi's <laughs> shoes. So he's been, like, watching over him and he's, like, stopped... He's hidden the body, I guess. Does that ever get confirmed that he hid the body? What? He hid the body of Method Man. And yeah. He was the bartender probably because he gives him a pickle teeny. Yeah, I suppose that's probably. But that the... doesn't um, amount to anything, does it? No. He's, uh... So his dad's just as creepy as him and has been stalking him, essentially. <sighs> but he went to like the mum's funeral as the barber and like didn't seem why... that moved by it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, why did he leave the mum? He says something about getting like mixed up with the wrong people. Who? I'm guessing they're trying to say that like the same things happened to him that happened to his son. There's like a method man from the 80s that he kicked through the throat. <laughs> but he takes, so he takes him, he's like, oh son, I think it's time you saw this. He takes him downstairs in the barbershop to this huge empty concrete room that looks like the Kingsman room. Like architecturally, <laughs> why did no one know about this? It's massive. It's like three blocks long, it looks like. It's huge, yeah. it's a huge corridor. Just filled with shoes. shoes. And he says, this is your inheritance or something like that. But but they're like, this is from your great, great granddad. He made these shoes. And then, but won't all those people, if you put those shoes on, they're just skeletons. They're all dead, yeah. (laughs) Unless you eat pickles before. Adam Sandler screams, I don't understand any of this. The only time he screams in this film, he's like, I don't understand any of this. Because he loves his dad, but also hates him. So he like hugs him. He's really happy to see him. And then he shouts at him that he hates him. But then a few minutes later, he likes him again. What about mom? He's like, oh, I had yeah. to. I had to leave her. Oh, why? Why didn't you see her when she I was involved with some? Yourself, some I got involved with some bad people. Oh, fine. Why, why didn't he walk as Steve Buscemi? And then when he got home, take off his shoes. Yeah, exactly. He, you could just be... live a life hiding like that. I think but that was a fucking excuse. He didn't want to be such with a that bad, bad cop out. Yeah, as soon as she got dementia, suddenly he's involved. Ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Horrible man. But yeah, I made a note like, is the cobbler about to join the Avengers? Because Dustin Hoffman's showing him all these shoes and he he picks a pair up and he's like, oh, these belong to Derek Jeter. Um, Who is that? Do you know? I think that's uh, a sport guy. Isn't he uh, like a baseball player or something? Let me quickly check. Either way, why are his shoes in there? But he says he acts like there's sort of like an order of cobblers, and that that's how I felt. I was like, is there? There's like an ancient order, and we've all, uh, yeah, we've all been getting these shoes and doing doing our work or something. But But they don't do anything. But first of all, I've never been to a cobbler, and also if I if I took my shoes to a cobbler and they kept them, I'd be like, where the fuck are my shoes? Yeah, exactly. And then what Dustin Hoffman takes you to one side and says, well, I can become you, and it'd be really important if you just left me your shoes, and then you just run because you're so freaked out by what he's just said. Yeah, I think that's probably how it happened. Okay, here's another thing. Like, What if I had some like, a pair of Nikes, and I, and I was wearing them, and then I decided to sell them to you if you had the same shoe size as me, like, and then you took it to the cobbler? Who would 
show up, me or or you, because yeah. shoes can have more than one owner. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. Before <laughs> like, like that, what the fuck would it be both of us like two heads poking <laughs> out? <laughs> and he also says you are a guardian of souls. Yeah, I wrote that, <laughs> and I didn't realise after he he meant souls, oh, S-O-L-E-S. <laughs> It's a oh, pun. I didn't think it of that either. It was a pun. A <laughs> <laughs> guardian of souls. Yeah, I wrote souls. that really big. You're a guardian of souls, Max. It's so terrible. He says to him, it's a privilege to have all these shoes. So he what, said, but... All that he's done with the shoes is be Steve Buscemi and cut people's hair. <laughs> but he is. is that a privilege? What, he's been a barber? No shade to barbers, you know, they do a great job. But they're saying this guy's got all these like cool things he could oh, do and he's a guardian of souls and it's a privilege and all that. But he hasn't used it to do anything interesting. He doesn't do anything good. And like, if we're taking, what are they doing that's good? All he does is protect his own son. Oh, I guess he stops that stupid old man moving out of that stupid building. Maybe he should have moved out, you know? Maybe <laughs> be up on the side of the... Yeah, what's he getting from it? He's too old yeah, to be yeah. living in a high-rise, this guy. Fuck He's probably you. causing problems for everyone. He could have a fall on those stairs. He should be in a bungalow in Clacton. <laughs> <laughs> But, That's a very English reference. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I think the whole film, that bit kind of sums up the whole thing, is that there's a hint that there's something interesting in it and that you could do all these outlandish, crazy things, but they just don't do any of them. Yeah. There's like, oh, you could be anyone you want. Why don't we let you be five extras that we found on the streets in new york that can't act <laughs> one of them was uh one of them was from the office you know the one where the prison mike one where he finds out one of his colleagues went to prison oh he's really the, he's the guy oh, who went to prison yeah, yeah yeah you're right i looked at him on the cast because i thought i recognized him and it said he was yeah. pre- preppy man or something like that like, yeah. they don't even have character names. They don't have a name but yeah at the end dustin Hoffman's like oh we're, we're friends with barbers they keep our secrets they're our friends but we're, our enemies are dry cleaners <laughs> What is going on? Is there like this massive like underground war of cobblers and dry cleaners? Two services that, well, I've never used either of those in my whole life. But I really thought a cobbler like is a really outdated business. Massively. I really thought that'd be in the plot, but it's not. Yeah. The hinting at that really that they're like all these businesses are at war and stuff. There could have been like a really funny, like petty kind of squabbles between these different businesses and like him doing hijinks using different bodies and stuff yeah. i'd much rather watch something yeah. like that if we do a make my madison then that's like what it would right have now, to be it'd, it'd be have to be like a little jokey barbers v cobblers yeah and i wouldn't mind that i'd probably That'd watch be... that and be like this is kind of funny and he'd jump into the body of shack <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'd get shack he'd get shack's shoes and he'd go oh my god they're so big and he'd be <laughs> <laughs> And he's like slipping in and out of them and stuff. Yeah. And he'd be walking around a shack and it'd be funny. All of that would be so much better. It wouldn't be funny, but it'd be better than this, which is just sad. I don't think it even attempted to make jokes. I think they, I don't understand if Adam Sandler was like stunt casting to convince people that it was a comedy Comedy. and then it's not. I have no idea. I don't get what they were going for at all. And it it just really didn't land for me in the slightest. And do you want to talk about the the director and writer of this, Tom McCarthy? He's a director and he's done like quite a lot of films. He did Meet the Parents, he did The Wire and stuff. He's done loads of stuff. The thing he made straight after this was Spotlight. Yeah. Which won like loads of Oscars. He's a Best Picture winner, wasn't it? Best Picture, yeah. So he, he wrote and directed this the year after, mm-hmm. the year before making Spotlight. And because of the way films are made and stuff, there was probably some overlap. I mean, there's even a chance that was made before 
this you know like sometimes that happens with I don't, yeah maybe films taking longer to come out and stuff he also so then went on to make that that really shit christopher robin film oh i like that film Fuck i know you liked it i don't understand right. why because that's dreary and depressing with a good concept so that <laughs> i can see like some of the the similarities with this he wrote up he wrote yeah he so wrote he, up. he obviously can do heart and yeah, disney has worked probably... with him quite a few times i think was there anything good in this film then that you thought I guess the film is bad, but maybe this is all right. The only time anything in this film elicited a reaction in me was that twist. But when the credits rolled, I, I literally, I burst out loud laughing, probably louder than I've laughed at anything in this series so far. <laughs> I felt like I was going mad at the same time. I was like, I was screaming, waving my hands in the air and my eyes were frantic. <laughs> the neighbours were banging on the walls. But no, I, I really don't think there's anything redeeming in this film, to yeah. be honest. I didn't root for I, anyone. I didn't like any of it. What I about the soundtrack? That was all right, I guess. I can't remember any of the soundtrack. What was it? Oh, it was. I can't really remember. Like the sp- like the score, or was it the score? Yeah, the score was all right. I think. Like maybe, maybe. That's the thing. I hate being harsh on films, but I really just didn't enjoy this. Yeah, at and all. and you say that you did that big laugh, but then you told me to do a laugh count. And uh, I've got it with me here. Uh, it was uh, zero. I didn't laugh once. <laughs> Not even for like something outrageous. I didn't for Steve Buscemi. I was just a mixture of just. I was just in shock. I, it was a show. I, I usually love Steve Buscemi in, in yeah. Adam Sandler films as well. And I think in this, this was just his most boring. He was so boring. Mm. And I kind of liked him, but I think I only liked him just because he was Steve Buscemi. And then as it went on, I was just like, this is just. He was he playing was like awful. friendly, friendly neighbor or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting the ending to be it wasn't this it, to learn his lesson it's not yeah, to exactly. murder people and rape people I he's guess. got something the same as what michael newman had in click and i know we hate michael newman but at least at the end you could say he's kind of learned something he's changed a whether bit. it's done it's done <laughs> not convincingly or not well it's kind of unearned but in this they didn't even bother trying to make him have a journey oh. he just finds out his dad's a superhero and he's trying to like employ him into the fucking like, order uh, of the now cobblers I, now I could be a superhero too even though I'm a transphobe biphobic racist stupid murderer pervert massive pervert, pervert. Massive home evading pervert, pervert. Creep, <laughs> creepy yeah. creepy man it turns out his dad's like a rich guy and he's got like a driver and the car has the number plate two cobble, two cobble. <laughs> did you notice that that was, that was my last note of the film and then I put my pad down I was like I can't deal with this oh anymore. man I wouldn't even <laughs> recommend people watch this film Everyone with Jack this. and Jill I would say watch it you've got to see it to believe it but with this it's like the concept the trailer and all of that is just so much better than what you actually get and even that's not very good yeah. I think this and bedtime stories are the only ones that I'd say don't watch. Or maybe Jack and Jill as well. But Jack and Jill's so bad. At least with those films, though, you could watch like a YouTube compilation of like cringe out moments or the worst bits. Because at least you're going to laugh at them and the fact that they got that onto screen and whatever. With this, this feels like there might have been like a really crazy film. And then they took it to Voltage Pictures and Voltage Pictures were like, right, cut out all the jokes, cut out anything that people could be grossed out by apart from a guy getting a heel through his neck we'll keep that in because this is a this is now a crime drama it probably had something where he was like doing all this bad stuff at first and then he gets it was going on yeah there was consequences so then he started to regret it and there was no point in this film where i felt like he'd learned his lesson either he didn't learn anything i thought he was going to be like you know how they say at the end oh you're a guardian of souls i thought there was going to be a point where when he went into 
Dan Stevens' house and the woman was like saying something about him storming off or whatever. I thought he was going to start using this power to like right all these people's wrongs or something like that. Yeah. And the closest we get to that is he goes to this um, woman who's been getting abused by Method Man, gives her two watches. Whilst dressed as a dead Method Man. And yeah. also $50,000. I didn't give her that. Yeah, he's given her a few watches she's got to sell. But like, some watches. No reports to police, no any other form of help. Like, I thought there was a chance he was going to start trying to redeem what Method Man was doing. And the next thing you know, he's like abusing his wife and whatever. And I was like, you don't really come back from that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just oh, so mismanaged and badly handled. Really bad. Yeah, I agree. He should have been like, maybe not as dark method man shouldn't have been like a fucking criminal maybe he was just a bit of a bad bloke and he puts yeah. on a better path or i don't know this I'm goes to our sound this scale. isn't even fun to hate it's just no it's just, <laughs> just depressing sad. isn't it right i didn't get a sandler scale on this Me neither. <laughs> oh no neither of us so bland. i got three ticked off but same yeah okay what did you get i got fast food which was him having like he's like a burger and snickers for for lunch <laughs> in the first like 10 minutes or he has it for breakfast which is weird reference to weed someone says to dan stevens oh are you high that was the closest i got with that uh logo on screen steve buscemi turns up in like a new york yankees uh cardigan fleece I didn't get poo, didn't get genuinely good acting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought there was a chance someone was going to do something. uh, I was going to be like, oh, fair enough. I don't know if we said it, Dustin Hoffman's the worst actor in this film by far. He's so awful. I hate him. Such a paycheck for him, isn't it? My God, yeah. I didn't get Sandler Sings. I didn't get Jonathan Loughran. I didn't get Young Comedy Actor before they were famous. And I didn't get Small Town and Best Bloke. He's a very bad bloke. It yep. may be a and small it's New York. Ta- Is it New York? I don't even yeah. know where it was fucking set. I'm rushing through this. I'm going to... Fat, because they keep calling that normal-looking boy fat, oh, which yeah. is horrible. A montage when he's putting on the fucking shoes and shouting Sandler right at the end, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. I didn't get Beautiful Wife. I didn't get Alan Covert, annoyingly. I was dying to see him put on Alan Covert's shoes. And then... yeah, I know. I would have actually cheered if that happened, I yeah, think. So... Probably would have <laughs> no cheered me up. No dream, no violent kids, no... No Colonel Sanders and no Jackie Sandler, which I think Jared Sandler's in it, but I didn't see him. Oh, is he? You know what? I fucking hate this film. It's toxic and genuinely fucking nasty, and I hated it. I hated it so much. I there's nothing about it I liked. I hated it. Why? Yeah. Who made this? It's just so bleak crap, and there's just I don't think there's anything for really anyone in this. I, I looked on the IMDb as well, and people were giving it like eight or sevens, and the reviews were like, "Oh, I don't know why this is getting all the hate," and I was like, "I don't know why this is getting anything other than hate." <laughs> so I know, uh, like making films and writing films is is hard. Like it's you know it's hard. Yeah, I don't think you can never say a film's like a no star this... because at least it's got made but this is like a 0.5 are you putting this in the sandler castle or are you going to tear off the soles of all your shoes walk around like a maniac with sandals for the rest of your life and put it in the pit i think i sent you a message yesterday saying that since watching this film i haven't trusted shoes i haven't worn them since i've been wearing slippers around the house i'm not left i haven't gone out at all i don't trust going outside if i have to wear shoes because of this film so no i'm not putting it in the santa castle shock horror for a, sh- a film about shoes this has no soul to steal their joke is fucking terrible it doesn't really even bear talking about it. and the fact that we're gonna have made like an hour's podcast about it is too much <laughs> insane yeah it's going in the pit i think it's the bottom of the pit 
And I think I would coordinate it off from the other films because some of those I'd probably revisit just for a laugh. Whereas this, yeah. I don't even want to think about it, let alone rewatch it ever again. This just really defeated me. I don't even know if I want to say anything. No, fuck it. I've woken up on Christmas. I've rubbed my eyes. I've looked out the window. I've been like, what day is this? And then a kid below, like, it's Christmas Day. I'm a changed man. I've gone over to the Russell Brown. <laughs> Giving him a scar. I've gone to the old guinea pig. I'm giving it a little stroke. I've been like, you're all right, really. I've gone, I've run through the street. I'm like, I know now, I know now. Bedtime stories isn't too bad. <laughs> I've just watched The Cobbler and I'm going to fucking, I don't even know, just tear it apart with my bare hands and then get that cobbling machine and just saw into it a little bit. <laughs> and then I'm getting the whole thing, crushing it down even more. So you can't even see it. Moving click out of the way, moving Jack and Jill, moving bedtime stories. I'm digging down. 700 feet, throwing it down, and I'm climbing out, and I'm like, I'm never going down there again. I don't think mm-hmm. anything could get worse than this for me, because this was no. joyless, like you said, soulless nightmare. Yeah, I'm done. Very I agree. far in the pit, yeah. Fully, yeah. It, I think it is wholeheartedly Adam Sandler's worst film. I, I think going overboard is going to have to do a lot to be worse than this. <laughs> this film wasn't fun at all, but I've got a very fun Sandler game for you. Ooh, I really need a good one. This is the first fully returning game. I think we've used each other's ideas a few times, but this time I've fully gone back to um, a game that I did a few weeks back now. Basically, I've made a game called Blended. I give you a clue that is two separate films that I've meshed together, blended together. One will be an Adam Sandler film and one will be another non-Sandler film. I think these are all relatively easy. I don't think you'll struggle with these. I can't remember what my example was last time, to be honest. I know I I did something Man of Steel. Your games are really accessible and not too hard. And my games are just (laughs) ridiculously difficult. This was just an excuse for me to make up 10 stupid names for films. I haven't got an example one this time, so it's straight into Adam Sandler ones. I think last time I told you, like, the clue will be in the order of the films at the end. Right. So this first one. A deaf woman falls in love with an amphibian man that plays college football. Shape of Water Boy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It took no time. That's a good one. (laughs) I think this is a pretty easy one as well. A family adopts a talking mouse only to find out he's the son of the devil. Oh, Stuart Little Nicky. Yep. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would watch. Okay, bit more niche here. Dracula and his monster friends go on holiday, but become embroiled in a dispute between a small town police department and the mother of a murder victim. Well, Hotel Transylvania three billboards outside of every Missouri. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Wait, what? Trans- Hotel Transylvania three. what? Hotel Transylvania three. Three. Oh, fuck. The third one, the one when they go on holiday, European vacation or whatever it's called. God, that was, that was fucking bad. I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> I was really confused as to where the blend part was, but it was in the word three. Three, um, yeah. Two fathers that don't get on well have to spend a few days together in the run-up to their children's wedding. But this gets disrupted by the Great Depression and the two men named Lenny and George roam across America searching for a better life. I know this one. Hang on. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's the week of mice and men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the week of mice that and men. Very, that was a fucking reach. <laughs> that yeah. one to mix together. You didn't even blend them together. <laughs> You just said two plots next to each other. Yeah, I know. Well, no, their wedding got disrupted by the Great Depression. Oh, right. That's the blend. Oh, dear. Next one. Two men fake their deaths and start a new life with different identities, but they then cross paths with a con man raccoon and have to steal snacks from humans to survive while avoiding an exterminator. 
um, the the do over the hedge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind. You've actually said a few worrying things in this episode. You've not left the house in days. <laughs> You're not wearing shoes. You're just walking around in sandals and you've done this mad thing. I haven't got sandals. They're slippers. Um, That's even worse. So the next one. Two families find themselves stuck together as a pair at a family holiday resort run by a wacky, invincible mercenary who's certainly not family friendly. What the fuck? So a mercenary who's not family friendly, is that Zohan, right? No. What? No, it's not Zohan. Hang on, hang on. Say, say it again, say it again. Two families that find themselves stuck together as a pair at a family holiday resort run by a wacky invincible mercenary who's certainly not family friendly. Zohan isn't invincible, is he? Yeah, no. And I feel like the first one is the, is the Sandler film now. Yeah, I'll give you that. It is, yeah. Fucking hell. Invincible mercenary. He's not family fr- dead Deadpool. Deadpool. So Yeah. Dead, Deadpool. So the first part is something to do with dead. Dead? Did someone did something with dead? That's an Adam Sandler film. This is the a end. reach. I'll tell I'll give you that. This one is a bit of a reach. So the first half again. <laughs> Two families find themselves families. stuck together as a pair at a holiday resort run by a wacky invincible mercenary who's certainly not family friendly. Two f- families in an adam sandler film that ends in dead i don't know you're gonna kick yourself because this is totally totally a normal clue have i seen this one no uh blend dead pool (laughs) (laughs) yep it was blended pool (laughs) blended pool (laughs) that's that is a reach because that's blended it's got an sound not dead blended pool say it quickly blended pool pool. fine all right so you really liked that. that one an Israeli spy flees his home country to become a hairstylist to a Japanese heiress and gets involved in a plot filled with betrayal in this period piece directed by Park Chan-wook. You don't mess with the Zoe Hannah Karenena. <laughs> what? That, right? was that last part? Hannah Karenena? Karenena? No, that... you got the first <laughs> film right. Right, you don't... Hang on, what was the second half again? <laughs> so he flees his country to become a hairstylist to a Japanese heiress and gets involved in a plot filled with betrayal in this period piece directed by Park Chan-wook. Oh, uh, oh. You don't mess with the Zohanatomy of a murder or anat- anatomy of a oh fuck. Oh isn't I don't know. A, that's that's like a that's a German film, isn't it? I don't, f- I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, it was um you don't mess with the Zohan Maiden. Have you not seen oh, the Handmaiden? I haven't seen the Handmaiden. Oh, I was thinking oh. of Memories of a Murder, which isn't oh. the same director anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, on to the next one. We've got three left. Um Lenny and his friends make another movie as an excuse to go on holiday with their kids in this sequel filled with street races and drug lords. Grown-ups too fast, too furious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like... Um, Go with the two and the three. And the... <laughs> as much as you're saying you're like worried about my mental state with this, I feel like you're getting some of them like mysteriously fast. That was really quick. <laughs> so we're kind <laughs> of on the same wavelength whether you I want to admit it or not. I got that before you even finished saying it. You you wrote it down ready to pitch it as your next film. <laughs> Here's the next one. An angry man stumbles his way through a new relationship. And that's just one of 25 stories in this British Christmas Punch drunk classic. love actually. <laughs> it was punch drunk love actually. <laughs> Correct. That was a bloody good one. Your dream film. <sighs> a famous Australian animal steals some money from an advert director and his obnoxious twin sister. Kangaroo Jack and Jill. Correct. 
Is it Kangaroo Jack and Jill? <laughs> that was really fast. I've never even seen Kangaroo Jack. Oh, so that was blended to blend again. And I think you got all apart from one. I got all but one, which I'm the Zohan Maiden. Good, good result. I'm proud of you for that one. You even Thank got you. Blend Deadpool, which was very niche <laughs> and a bit of a reach. Right, very much a reach. So I, th- I think we're done here. You know, I think we can yeah. uh, tie this one up like a pair of laces on a freshly cobbled pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so has um, this made you want to go to a cobbler? No. All right, I've just thought of something that was actually good. The opening cinematography as he's sewing the shoe looked all right. Yeah, there's like quite a nice satisfying montage, but it all goes a bit downhill yeah. after that, doesn't it? Yeah, when he starts murdering and raping people. Um, yeah. What are we doing next week? Next week, it's time to light the candles because it's Luke Thomas's birthday special. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. And our little boy 26. is all... <laughs> he's going to be 26, so that means our little boy is all grown-ups. <laughs> we're gonna watch grown-ups the first grown-ups film to celebrate this touchstone in his life 26 the big two then, six the big two six and then in three months when it's your birthday then we will be doing grown-ups too yeah because i'll be grown-ups too by then <laughs> you'll be grown-ups too so stupid so that <laughs> that terrible joke is is just there for us to watch <laughs> um, a film we've both watched together not even that long ago about eight months ago or something like that we both didn't like it but we both loved it no no i, I don't remember it lit the I fuse it. it lit the fuse of the most beautiful bomb that's ever gone off in your life <laughs> i guess yeah. that was the the start of this wasn't it mm-hmm. i think thank you to totarone for our wonderful music it was uh it's a shoe-in. Cheers, uh, Toe. Thank you, Luke be... Terry, for the edit. <laughs> it was a shoe-in. <laughs> cool, call it a day, mate. It's a big thank you to Luke Thomas for your illustrations. They really do give a good polish to our Instagram account. <laughs> yes. You've got to look at our Instagram. It's at the Sandlipit. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the Sandlipit. If you want to send us uh, an email, that's the Sandlipit at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. I don't want to put my um, foot in it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got lots of good stuff coming up, so keep following us. It's a Sandler buy from me and a Sandler buy from him. Don't watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, that did. Tie up in a nice boat. You are a guardian of souls. You are the cobbler.